Robbie. Yo. Are you fired up about our new official title sponsor? I really am excited. Bro, we talking level up gutters out of Youngsville, Louisiana. Have you ever heard of them, Robbie? I haven't. Bro, I just bought a new house. No joke, no game. I called the competition. I can't get a call back. Won't give me a free estimate. Can't make time for me. I'm talking about level up gutters out of Youngsville, Louisiana. They don't care if you live in Lake Charles. They don't care if you live in New Orleans. They don't care if you live in Alexandria. They're going to give you the free estimate. They're going to give you the personal touch. They're going to make sure you get what you need to succeed because level up gutters, they're winners. And winners win. Winners win. Go like Level Up Gutters on Facebook. The phone number you need to call if you want that free estimate is 337-257-5149. That's 337-257-5149. Don't forget, winners win when you level up. Level Up Gutters. God, we're back. And I got the boys with me. I got the man came back and and he came in studio this week. I got Mr. Jay Center. Jay, I got you. Here, baby. Oh my God, his voice. Hey, he's married people, but God, his voice is sexy. <laughs> we got a special guest tonight, too. You know him. You love him. Mr. Chaz Center. Thanks for having me, Rob. AKA. Mr. Studio Girl. <laughs> Daddy. A.K.A. Daddy. Chaz is here. Chaz is a, uh, just a, uh, if, you, if you're listening to this, chances are you listened last week. You understand mine and Jay's situation. Old friends. Season tickets together. Traveled all over the world. Watching LSU games. One of the people that was with us on most of those trips was Mr. Chaz. And Chaz also got some good football experience. Chaz is the wide receivers and tight ends coach at St. Louis. And he's also a former offensive analyst at McNeese State University. Chaz, I'm so glad you're here, buddy. Me too. Chaz is here. We're going to have a great time. If you tuned in last week, you know we broke down Moo Cow State. This week, we're going straight to week five. Because New Mexico was right after Mississippi State. And then we're not going to break down New Mexico because no one gives a fuck about New Mexico. We're here to talk about Auburn. Week five, third big game of the year, Auburn versus LSU. Jay, what you know about Auburn last year? Auburn, they, uh, they started off hot. They won a bunch of games, man. They won, what is that, six out of eight games. Mm. And then they finished, they lost five in a row. Yikes. You're talking about? Winning the first two, I remember seeing the scores. I knew they were playing some bullshit teams. Week one, they played Akron. They won 60-10. to 10. Week two, they played Alabama State, 62 to nothing. 
I remember uh, seeing those scores, and a part of me was like, God, those are terrible teams. But a part of me was like, what if Brian Harson is that dude? Yeah, I thought when he came over from Boise State, I said, uh-oh, he brought that offense with him. Maybe oh. it's not just a Mountain West coincidence. Maybe come over here and he is a good coach. But Chaz, what was your initial thoughts on the Brian Harson hire? Very skeptical on the hire. Comes from the Mountain West Conference and uh, in, from Boise State. And uh, he was the OC at Texas back in the day. And he ran a lot of motions. And he got fired, I think, after two years. And, and that stuff didn't work. And it's damn surely not going to work in the SEC. Oh, I love it, Jay. Hot take from the boy. It's in his blood, Rob. It's in his blood. So, he he starts off 2-0. Then he's got the big game. I remember that week, man, I remember I was grilling on the back porch and I knew, you know, Penn State had Auburn. Auburn had the new coach. Auburn was 2-0 and number, at number Penn State. They had a whiteout, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, whiteout, number 10 in the country. At number the time. 10 in the country. And I remember being at close game, and uh, and I know Bo Nix had to be starting at this time, right? Oh, yeah. Jay, what was the final score of that game? 28-20. to 20. And – Penn State actually had a chance to win it or tie it up at the end. It was, and uh, I think, I'm not sure, but I think Knicks might throw interception at the very end of the game. Dude, I think it was so. Close. Don't quote us. We're we're yeah, dummies, yeah, yeah. but th- we're dummies. But also that could be true, and I think it was. And if I, I'm looking at the stats, Knicks passed for 185, and Tank Bigsby, who is I'm not saying that here, but a lot of people consider to be the best running back in the SEC. Yeah, I, he'll probably be first team All SEC, right? Yeah, this is coming up a year. Thanks, Bigsby should be one of them. One of the better backs in the uh, SEC for sure. Tank ran for 102. It's uh, It looks kind of flat right there, but it's a new coach. It, it's a new system, big game at Penn State. You know they had over 100,000 yeah, there. 105,000 people all white out. Cool. So they lost that game. Jay, next week. Who, 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 Chaz, who do they play next week after Penn State? Georgia State. <laughs> God, Jay, break us down on that Georgia State game. Man, Georgia State, that was – that was one of the most interesting games to watch early on. Week four, you know, Auburn still ranked in number, I think, 23 in the country. They 2-1, and one, lost at Penn State. But like Rob said, it wasn't a uh, was a big letdown because at Penn State and Penn State was number 10 in the country. So, Georgia State comes in. They're 1-2. and two. Um, <laughs> At halftime, I don't remember what game we was at. It was, was at some game, but we, we looked up the score at halftime, and it was 24-12 to 12 at halftime. Oh, my God. Auburn was down, and I, I really couldn't believe it. So you look up, and we're watching the game. We're glued in because we, we all, you know, we don't we, we're for every SEC team to lose pretty much. The only time we root for Auburn is when they play Alabama. Fact. So, so we're rooting for especially the underdog. And um, so we look up. It's a in the third quarter with four minutes and fifty two seconds left, and Auburn is still down twenty four to twelve. Couldn't believe it. So finally, they blocked a punt in the third quarter, and they scored on it to go up, to only be up uh, down twenty four to nineteen. And then TJ come in. They they finally bench uh, Knicks because he was having a terrible game. If you're down by twelve points on nobody, so they come. TJ comes in, looked pretty good. He he marched down the field, got down to about the twenty five yard line. They missed a field goal. Okay, well then TJ come. You know, they come back to get the ball back. He marches down the field again, and old Tank Bigby fumbles on Auburn's 30-yard line. So it's still 24-19. to 19. So it's 
back and forth, back and forth. Uh, PJ goes down the field a couple times and nothing, nothing out of it. Then with 53 seconds left to go in the game, Auburn's still down 24-19. Finley's still in. Finley's still in. It's fourth and nine on the, you know, probably on about the 11 or 12-yard line. Fourth and nine with 53 seconds left. And Finley throws a, avoids a sack and throws a touchdown in the back of the end zone. They go for two. They get the two. And then um, they go up 27-24. And then I think uh, Smoke Laval, he had a pick six in the game I did not I was wondering where that I, I, I forever remember the Finley pass to go ahead and what happened yeah but I was wondering where they got the other points from yeah because the, they was marching down the field you know and they dropped eight great name by the way Smoke Smoke, smoke Monday Laval. no Smoke Monday I'm Smoke sorry, not, Monday yeah not, not Smoke Laval yeah smoke Laval. if you're an LSU fan you know who that is Chaz Chaz what do you do you remember this Georgia State game I do I remember watching it on TV I think it was one of those games to where Everybody was like, dude, Auburn's down in the third quarter. Auburn's down in the third yeah, quarter. Yeah, it reminded me a lot of the time when we went to Mississippi State. Remember that? We went to the Mississippi State game. We was watching on TV, the tailgate next to us, and Auburn was uh, – they almost lost to Jacksonville State. I don't remember that. Oh, yeah. I think they beat them in overtime. I don't – that was at Mississippi State? We was at, we was at Mississippi State, yeah. Chaz, Chaz, how does Jay remember that whenever he was pissed black oh, drunk at Mississippi State? You listened to the podcast last week. Yeah. Rob was the one that funneled the uh, four locos. Oh, I forgot that right. it was me. Yeah, so that's, th- right. that's why you remember. And I don't. That's what remember. I'm saying. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. So we're not going to go all, all the way through their schedule, but I w- the next game was us. That's what we're getting at. Yeah, LSU. And I remember that was an LSU home game. I remember I was like, oh, last week, dude, they had to go to Finley. These motherfuckers could barely beat Georgia State. I remember thinking, hey, I know they got they got some talent, but we're going to dog row these dudes. You know, I thought we were going to march on them. Jay, break down a little bit of the LSU game last year. Man, LSU game. <sighs> the the just one little nugget I have that I will never forget. Whenever I think of twenty twenty one LSU versus Auburn, I will just always remember Bo Nix' game of his life. Yeah, it looked like a greased pig, man. They could not tackle him, even though the defense played well. They could not tackle Nix. It was just crazy how how Nix just had the game of his life against LSU that game for sure. He he threw for. You know, 260 yards. He rushed for almost 80 yards. He was their leading rusher. Yeah, leading rusher. And so, we stopped Tank Bigsby. Yeah, so we did good. One of the best backs in the SEC rushed for 1,100 yards, and we stopped him, but we couldn't stop this Bo Nix who so, lost his job to Finley in the end. But this time, he looked like a dang Heisman trophy. I mean, it, if you're an LSU fan, you're used to things like that happening. Oh, my gosh. But, so, I, I can vividly remember thinking, okay, Bo got benched. I'm not worried about Bo. I was like, oh, man, what a story. TJ might start in Tiger Stadium. And Bo did start the game. And then if you remember, he did get benched in the game. He got benched in the game and put in Finley, and he he didn't look too Didn't high, he go three man. and out real quick? No, he, he went like two three and outs, yeah. Oh, okay. He yeah, had two, yeah. two three and outs and okay. didn't look very went good. Went right back to Bo? It went right back to Bo, and all of a sudden the lights turned on for him, and he just looked like the uh, savior of Auburn, you know. I thought they was going to go to – the way he was playing, it looked like he was going to a playoff team or something, man. Chaz, do you remember watching that Auburn game last year? No doubt in my mind. Bo Nix. Chaz, where were you watching that game last year? Do you remember that? Sitting in my house. What was your thoughts of that game? Bo Nix just kept getting out of the pocket. We couldn't we couldn't tackle him. Dude, we had some freak athletes chasing after him. Yeah, it was Larry. And uh, I, I, remember, I, I remember listening to the Jordy Collada uh, podcast, and, uh, and uh, Ojalary came on once a week last year. 
And Ojolari said, I, I don't know how he kept getting away from us. He said, I had my hands on him 20 times, and he kept slipping through. Oh, my God. It was so frustrating. Yeah. And leading up to that game, that was the – LSU's offense was just kind of – wasn't really stable. It wasn't really – they didn't have an identity yet. And that was a part of the problem that, you know, a lot of LSU fans and, and people on the Tiger Droppings board and all these boards were worried about, you know. What was crazy is that one time we we marching down the field to either tie it or go ahead or whatever we had to do, they called a TV timeout with uh so it's a three minute TV timeout. Okay. They break huddle, they go to the line of scrimmage. Max Johnson gets under center, and all of a sudden Auburn does one little motion or move. He calls a timeout right out of a three minute. Oh my god! I was like, oh man. So if it, I really believe if LSU would have had a better quarterback play. They would, they would, they should have, and would have won that game. I just don't. Chaz, you have any closing thoughts on that game? Well, better quarterback play, got to have it, and got to have better O line play. Yeah, and that's that. the two. That's the two biggest things that you have to have. Our O line in twenty nineteen, they won that uh, that 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 war award for best O line, and I'm and I'm thinking the whole time was a little bit of that Joe Burrow. Yeah, a lot of bit of that was Joe lot, Burrow. Okay. Yeah, a lot of it, but I think three of them out of that. That offensive line are starting in the NFL. Yeah, so. Cushionberry, yeah. he he was starting center for the Broncos. Your boy went to the Seahawks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, they were good, man. Yeah, they were a good offensive line. I, I know Joe, whatever, because no offensive line is perfect. Whatever no, faults no, they did yeah, have, yeah. Joe made – Joe, just watch Joe in the NFL now. This isn't about Joe, but no, he's got yeah. some of the best pocket presence. Oh, yeah. It's unbelievable. Because uh, saying how we're talking about them – Offensive lineman going to the pros, but if you watch when they played Georgia that year in 2019 SC Championship, Joe made that. Coach, I was there. Oh it man, was great. Joe was just unreal, man. So we uh, we talked about uh we got you to the LSU game, which they won. Auburn won. So it's even makes me more excited because we owe them one. Oh yeah. And uh, that was their first win at LSU. And how long, Jay? Long Wasn't time. it like fucking 18 years or something crazy? Yeah, you have to go and look, man. They, you'd have to you'd have to pull it pull it up. We we will get that stat for you. Whenever I whenever I start thinking about their big wins last year, Jay's gonna pull that up. When's the last time they won at Baton Rouge? When I start thinking about their big wins last year, LSU was a big win. Nineteen ninety seven. Ninety seven. Jesus Christ, way more than eighteen no, no, years. Ninety nine. Ninety nine. They won in ninety nine at Baton Rouge. That's the last time. So over twenty years. Yeah. Jesus Christ. I remember. <laughs> we'll we'll get to that later. So. I have three big – their three big wins of last year. I have LSU on there because they hadn't won in Baton Rouge in 20 years. It wasn't a big win because at the end of the day, we were not a good team. And uh, after that, they did beat Arkansas, who was a great – a 9-4 and four Arkansas team who has won – since I've been a diehard college football fan and a diehard SEC fan, I don't love the SEC. I just watch – I would rather watch SEC football than Big 12 football. Arkansas went 9-4. and four. And they also beat Ole Miss, which is the first 10-win team in Ole Miss in a long time. So Yeah, probably since uh, Kim Dietschy and them. No, they, they actually – They only won nine? Yep, they only really? won nine. I yep. went to Sugar Bowl. I figured they won ten. Yeah, I, I thought so too. I had, to, I had to look that up. So Arkansas went nine and four. Ole Miss went ten and three, and they beat LSU. Those are their three big wins. Let's talk about some bad losses because before I started doing the research on Auburn, I was like, God, they beat us. You know, I thought they had a better year than six and seven last year. They they lost to South Carolina. That's a bad loss. They lost to Mississippi State, which wasn't the worst loss. No, because we talked about Mississippi State already. Mm-hmm. They had a better year than what their record perceived. 
and then they lost to a uh, Houston, which Houston only had Houston only had one loss on the year. They were a great team, but they're in no way, shape, or form. Don't forget what we're talking about. If you're Auburn, you 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 don't you should not lose to Houston. Just like if I'm an LSU fan, I'm going to be disappointed if we lose to Houston. Jay, so we gave you the big wins. We gave you the bad losses. Let's talk about uh, on their roster. Their leading rusher last year, we already talked about him, was uh, Tank Bisbee. Chaz, how many yards did Tank Bisbee have last year? 1,100. Chaz, that's pretty good or that's not good? Not bad. That's not bad. Especially in the SEC. Especially whenever you know. So I did watch a little bit of Boise State with Brian Harson. He's kind of a balanced pro-style dude. He he's got some motion shit with him, but if you just look look at Bo Nix's stats and look at Tank Biz, Tank's Bigsby, they're kind of a they're kind of a not scared to run the ball team, and I would too if I had Tank. So Tank uh, led the team. What about in receiving, Chaz? Who was their leading receiver? Kobe Hudson. How many uh, yards did he have? Five hundred and eighty yards on the year. Yikes! So that's not the best. So it tells me they're a Russian team, and I, they 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 spread the wealth too, because I see Kobe with five hundred. I see Shedrick. With 500, I see Demetrius Robertson with almost 500. I see Schenker with over 400. They spread the wealth a little bit, Jay. Yeah, and one thing about Auburn, the guys you just named, the last two, they're gone, man. They're, which ones? Which ones are leaving, Jay? Uh, the third and fourth leading receiver, the wide uh, receiver Robertson and the tight end uh, John Samuel. They're both they're both leaving. They, they graduated. Both guys had over 400 yards. One had 500, one had over 400. Yeah, and the other one's a tight end. And that, Love it. So they're gone. They're gone, man. Jay, we've talked about the the Georgia State comeback. One thing, uh, let's go to the last game on their schedule, and everyone knows in the end of November who they play on the last game of the regular season. So this one's surprising. And uh, they played Bama. And how did they go to four overtimes with that fucking Bama team? (laughs) I don't know, man. It has to say something about a rivalry, right? It says something about a rivalry and – I just think that they had their number, man. Just like LSU. They, if you look at the LSU game, LSU was in that game when they lost to Alabama. Our offense is abysmal, though. How did they stop all of those? I don't know because I guess for us, for, for L- I'm talking from an LSU standpoint. Okay. I think that was one of the first games that finally Coach O took the handcuffs off of Frank, uh, off of That's Dante a thing. Jones. That's I a think thing. He took the handcuffs off of him. He's letting him blitz. He's blitzing from all different kind of angles. Uh, cornerback blitz. He wasn't doing it all year. And I just think that LSU had Alabama's number that night. And if they had a better quarterback play that game again, just like an Auburn game, they would have won that one also. This one, I, I remember watching it, and I remember, I mean, Finley led the Auburn with 130 yards passing. So that tells me that if, you know, Auburn would have had you – no, know, if, if Bo Nix would have been as productive against LSU as he was against Alabama, then I think Auburn would have won that one pretty easy too. So, Chaz – Auburn went six and seven last year and three and five in the SEC. That's fucking terrible, right? Unacceptable. If you're Auburn, I think we have the same standards as Auburn, low key. No doubt. I think we're all kind of on board of we need to be in the hunt for an SEC title. If not, we need to be trending towards that because we've seen that even when Ed was there, he trended up towards it and we all accepted it and we're happy. But six wins, it's his first year and there was a bunch of drama to get him out of there. There was talks of them trying to get rid of him. and like, I, So, really, there was kind of panic mode after six wins. 
three and five in the SEC, Coach Chaz. What does Brian Harson, who already had this weird hot seat shit happen in the offseason after his first year, what does his record have to be for him to keep his job? I'd say you have to get nine wins, and I don't think he's going to be able to do that. God, Jay, pull up their schedule for 2022, Jay. So the boy Chaz, Coach Santer, a.k.a. Daddy, <laughs> said that they need to go nine and three. Jay? Uh, we'll, we'll probably give him a great, maybe eight and four. Let's say eight and four. Chaz, Chaz says nine and three. I'll say eight and four to okay. keep his job. Okay. Look, six and seven. To eight, six and seven looks so bad on paper when you see it. Eight and four looks yeah, so much better. I think he got kind of a, a, a grace period because they just come off of COVID. He's a brand-new coach. So I think that's why he got a kind of a get-out-of-jail-free card. God, they didn't want to get him out of jail. They were. No, I know that, but I'm just saying that that's what I guess they were thinking. You know, Eight and four. I don't looks know like. what, and I don't know what his buyout is because I know um, the hell the coach last. Oh, uh, Malzahn. Yeah, Gus Malzahn. I know his buyout was big. It was big. That's why. So they, that's okay. why they can't just uh, – that's why I figured they can't just fire him on the spot, you know, because okay. his buyout, I'm sure, is, is big. So, I remember when they hired Horson, I was like, man, that's not a name. I figured they didn't get that big splash, and maybe he was just kind of a filler for a while. But they was – all I heard on Twitter and SEC Network was rumors of Horson getting fired. So, Chas says 9-3. and three, Jay says 8-4. and four. I'm kind of on, in the, on all that. 8-4 and four looks so much better just with your yeah. eyes. And then possibly 9-4 and four if you win a bowl game. Yep, know? yep. Okay. So, let's go through the schedule real quick. Chaz, Mercer, is that a win or a loss? That's a win. <laughs> Jay? That's W, man. Got to be. San Jose State, win or loss, Chaz? Win. Jay? W. The the redemption game at Jordan Air. At Jordan, spelt Jordan. At um, Jordan, a.k.a. <laughs> Jordan. That's stupid, by the way. Um, do they do they take it back from Franklin? Oh, Penn man. State, week three. No, I'm going to say they're going to lose that one, man. Chaz? That's a loss. Two and one. Then versus Missouri, and it's a home game. God damn, they got how many home games they got in a row? <laughs> they got uh, five in a row, it looks like. Jesus Christ and Latter-day Saints. Um, They're going to beat Missouri, man. Yeah, that's a win. All right. What you come here for? Now. October now. the 1st. At Jordan Hare versus the Tigers. No time yet. Is there is so for Brian Kelly's first big away game? Brian, Brian Kelly's first big SEC environment. I've been, we have been to Jordan here, and we're going to talk about that next. Brian Kelly's first big away game. That kind of gave me the chill bump saying that at Auburn. That place gets rocking, man. That, we've been to seven away games, and that is by far the best environment that I've ever been to. They I, get it going, man. That DJ on the sound system, that big uh, jumbotron, it, it, it's something. It's dude. something. You ain't been to an Auburn game. Drive your ass to Auburn. The fans are not as obnoxious as No, no, not even close. They're not they were actually a pretty cool fan base. Yeah, they was. If you see the album art, the clip art for this uh thing, you'll see me and an old lady. Well, I think they was uh kinda on the fence about you because you kept telling all the young boys with the short shorts that you was gonna rape them, I think. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if you're listening to this now, I'm thirty one years old. <laughs> At that time I was twenty six years old. So I'm a changed man. <laughs> also, I'm not. I'm still. I'm still Uncle Rob. But I did. I do remember <laughs> telling them that they would just for for reference. We would be. T- we were tailgating on the the main drag that went straight to the stadium. We were maybe a, three quarters of a mile. It was a good trip. Three quarters uh, yeah, of a mile, mile. About a mile, mile and a half. About a mile yeah, was, up from the up up from the stadium, 
And uh, there would be a bunch of frat guys walk by, and, and I drank about 20 Coors Lights. And me and Chaz, a.k.a. Daddy, were barbecuing uh, squid chicken and uh, oh, yeah. and steaks, steaks from Best Stop. We brought yeah. them good steaks all the way to Auburn. By the way, another side note, that was the second hottest game I've ever tailgated for, ever. Yeah. Second only to the 2015 McNeese game at LSU. We're going to get right into it. We're going to save our pick for that game because this episode is about that game. We'll save our pick for the end. So, 2016? Yeah, 2016. 2016. Uh, best nugget about this game, <laughs> this was Daddy Les Miles's last game. Les Miles's last game. Les Miles' last game for LSU was at Auburn. Daddy, were you there? Oh, I was there. And wasn't a happy LSU fan <laughs> after the game, I can tell you it that. It was rough. Hey. We, got, we got to see him throw the toilet paper in the trees firsthand. First hand, Tumor's corner went up. Oh yeah, we did. They did not poison the tree. They 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 were uh they were toilet papering the tree. They were yeah. already poisoned though, wasn't they? Yeah, it was already dead. <laughs> that tree's been gone. What's that old boy's name? Harvey Updike. Harvey. Yeah. <laughs> Harvey. Roll damn tide. I had too much bam at me. <laughs> so we were there for Les's last game. It was dramatic. But tell oh, look before we gosh. talk about the game, tailgating. It was hotter oh, than man. Satan's gooch. It was hotter than two rats making love in a wool sock. It was hot, Coach, and we were barbecuing the beers. I remember Jay had a Jay and me had two ice, two LSU ice chests, and we iced down our shit the night before. And I remember drinking water like <laughs> like lukewarm beer at the end of the, oh, day yeah. the next day. You, that's, it was hot, man. It was so hot, and so. Uh, what what's the story about our dear friend Sean Vincent and the barn oh, burner? What, what what happened man, there? So look look, Sean, me and Sean uh, Vincent, one of my best friends. We we always make a, a bet, or used to always make a bet on on bowl games and then uh, games during the year. And Sean was talking so much trash to me and saying that oh Florida, Florida's gonna win. I said man, I really think Tennessee is gonna beat them this year. I think they're gonna beat them. Sean said you crazy. Twenty sixteen. Twenty sixteen. He said, "You crazy?" I said, "Man, I think Tennessee's gonna be good. They had that that um, quarterback, that bald quarterback. I think it was his name. Uh, bald quarterback for who? Yeah, for uh, for Tennessee. Oh, Dobbs. Dobbs. There you yeah, go. Josh Dobbs. Dobbs. It was like his fifth year, and he was supposed to be really good. Anyway, so but Tennessee hasn't won. now. Remember that Tennessee hasn't won up to this point since two thousand and five. Florida beat Tennessee eleven years in a row." Oof! So I was like, I said, Sean, I'll bet you. I really, I think, I'm, I think Tennessee's gonna win, man. I like my you odds. <laughs> you want to bet? Oh yeah, you want to bet? I said, oh, all right, man, let's bet. And then Sean said, what you want to bet? And he was so confident, and I was, it made me mad. So I said, all right, let's bet a, a fifth of Mad Dog twenty twenty. Oh my god! So we tailgating in Auburn. It's hot. I mean, hot, hot. Okay. So we leave the the tailgate with the Florida game on. Florida Tennessee game on. Florida's up fourteen to three at halftime. So we have to walk a mile to the stadium. And the whole way, Sean is chest bumping me, telling me how stupid I am. I'm telling every what frat flavor? boy I see I was going to rape him. Probably was uh, <laughs> messing with the frat guys. Yep. Uh, Sean was chest bumping me the whole way, telling me how stupid I am, what flavor I like, and this and that. I mean, Sean is I mean, not – Sean's uh, not – Sean, Sean no, is the most – you know, No, no, no. Sean's one of the nicest guys you'll meet. Most mild-mannered but, men. But he had – he was a little sauced up, you know. He was having a good time. Oh, he was having a good time. And uh, so, anyway, we get inside the stadium. And oh, no, 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 no. 
So I have to you're not going to put – Well, I'm just going to tell the story about okay, it. Okay, okay. So we get inside the stadium, and at halftime, they, they pop up the score. Florida, 28. Uh, Tennessee, 38. Oh, you better believe I gave him every bit what he gave me on the way back. Well, so anyway, we get to – we're going to the stadium. And not, like we said, Sean's one of the nicest guys you'll meet. But he's a little soft up, and he's never been to Auburn. We was all fired up. We get to the stadium, and there was this huge line. And we even talked to some Auburn fans, and they said that this was, wasn't was normal. Like, they usually go straight through. But for some reason, they have some kind of extra security check with clear bags, and they never inform the fans that have clear bags. So they check every one of them by hand. And we actually missed about three minutes of the first quarter. God, I don't remember any of that. I was so too drunk, Daddy. So, so we missed the eagle flying in and all that stuff, all the – the, the, the pageantry hoorah. yeah all the pageantry with it and sean was so mad we got to the front he wanted to he just wanted to, uh an explanation yeah no he wanted to eat somebody's ass out it didn't matter who it was and he had a the the poor soul that he ass got eaten out was a little special needs kid actually working the ticket volunteer guy sean, oh. sean started chewing his ass out hey you made me miss yeah you made me miss all this stuff i want to see the eagle fly down i want a refund <laughs> And that that poor guy. Oh yeah. Look, Sean. There's we're not we're not slandering Sean. Sean's the nicest guy we know, but he did roast that oh, poor yeah. kid. Poor and, guy. Uh, so Sean, what we're saying is Sean. Hey, you're a piece of shit, Loki. <laughs> we love you, Sean. So, so so anyway, we get to the game. Okay. And by the way, this is one of the probably the second worst offensive performance I've seen live at LSU. The worst was when we went to Arkansas. We'll save that one for the Arkansas uh, podcast. Yes, we'll save that one. So. Um, LSU was, I think they was down 13 to 18, which their defense played lights out, by the way. But the only LSU's problem was that Auburn had the, probably the best kicker they've ever had. And he kicked, what, six field goals? They didn't score a touchdown. It was six, Carlson? Eight, yeah, it was, 18, it was 18 to 13 in the fourth quarter. And finally, you know, two minutes to go, two-minute drive, Danny Etling's marching down the field. I'm I'm thinking, all right, we're gonna win this dang game, man. They get down to the like goal line, probably, you know, ten yard line, nine yard line, somewhere around there. They rush to the they rush to the huddle, they rush to the line of scrimmage, they hike the ball, whatever. And when they hike the ball, hardly no time left. Danny Edling throws a perfect pass at a corner end zone to DJ Chark, and then touchdown. Man, them Auburn fans was talking so much shit going on up to this point. I was so excited. I threw my drink into the air, and uh, I was chest bumping everybody. And all of a sudden, it, it felt like Steve Harvey come out from this universe pageant and said, "Nope, Auburn won the game. The time ran out, and so we had to we had to hurry up and get out of there before it was, it was the biggest swing of emotions. Oh, you have no idea. We were down. We were up. We were down. Our defense kept us up. They they did not score one touchdown. No. Every single point they had." Was from what six touchdowns, six uh field goals, six field goals, yeah. Chaz, do you remember the name of the quarterback at Auburn? Yeah, Sean White. He was a. Uh, I remember him being on Elite Eleven. I remember yeah, him. I remember him. He's real, real highly recruited. Real out highly of recruited kid. He wasn't that big. Yeah. He was pretty short. Redhead kid. Looked like Chaz. Looked like yeah, redheaded. Look. <laughs> oh God dang. <laughs> I remember him being the quarterback. They couldn't. Our defense showed out. We stopped yeah. them. I remember Darius guys having a big run and, and, mm-hmm. and so. You go back to your memory banks, LSU fans. One, my, my drunk ass, I remember 2015. If you remember 2015 Auburn game, that is the famous LSU versus Auburn game 
Daddy, me, and you were there in your season tickets. Yes, sir. And we watched Leonard. Oh, yeah. That was the one where he was jumping all over his back. That is on Leonard's highlight tape to the end of time. They were jumping on his back. He was knocking them over. It was a SEC uh, uh, SEC Nation was there. It was a big game. Uh, It was a top 25 matchup, and we destroyed him. So that was 2015. So these Auburn fans were absolutely scarred of what Leonard Fournette did to them the year before. He was a sophomore. So I can I do remember being sauced up. I do remember Auburn fans saying, "Oh my God, we got to play Leonard Fournette. God, Leonard's gonna kill us. Leonard, Leonard, Leonard." Leonard didn't have the best game. It was uh, tough on us too. Yeah, I think that he was hurt. That yeah, he was hurt. I remember guys having a couple big runs, and I remember thinking, "If he is hurt, we got guys. I ain't tripping." Like I, I remember not being worried about it, but obviously it was a struggle on us too. I'm also thankful for this game because what if? We get the snap off in time. Les is still there yeah. for a little longer. Yeah. He just it prolonged it, but he yeah. still would have been there. Y'all remember how hopeless it was? Uh, I referenced Jordy Collada earlier. I, I, I've kind of been listening to him a little bit again. He's kind of overdramatic, but he was saying, do you remember how we still cared? We still loved it. We still were there for the Tigers. Chaz, do you remember thinking – our offense, dude, like it's this, it's over and over. He would promise in the offseason, I'm changing the offense. The big promise from 2015 to 2016 this season was, I'm changing the offense. First game, Lambeau, we're in Lambeau against Wisconsin, pitch back die first play. You remember how hopeless we felt as LSU fans, Jazz? Yes, very hopeless. We bring in new coordinators every other year and it was the same shit, less miles shit, over and over and uh, what, over again. Jay, I want you to give me your thoughts on this. I've always thought this, and me and you have talked for hours and hours and days, actually, we have talked. Why was the offense more wide open when Cam Cameron was there in 2013 with Odell, Jeremy, Jarvis? I mean, we were we were kind of flinging the thing around. Why did it regress back with Cameron after that? Did well, we just not have the guys? I, I think that – thing with Cameron was is that he come from you know the pros come from the Ravens, Ravens. and he come and, and Zach Mettenberger was uh you know he was a, a fifth year senior and he trusted him with everything and he, he could you know he could read the defenses just as good as as pros and he's a pro caliber quarterback he started for Tennessee Titans you know so he he and then he had it don't hurt to have Jarvis and Odell and Jeremy Hill so a little bit of the talent dropped off. Yeah, I it's mean, like just the main talent was the quarterback. I mean, it went from Jeremy Hill. I mean, it went from Zach Medberger to Anthony Jennings. Yikes. Yeah, I mean, it, so and and Jennings actually, when Mettenberger got hurt against Arkansas, uh, Anthony come in and was led a ninety nine yard drive. Oh my god, I was there. I'll never forget that. Traven Doral, your one of your uh, podcast partners, uh, Peyton. Okay. He told me, Jennings for Heisman. Yeah. He was all fired up. You know? I did. I remember loving Anthony Jennings. Yeah, he, I thought he was going to be good, too, man. He hit that hit, yeah, Traven Dural wide open. Wide open, dude. I was watching that game. Shout out Ryan Burns. I was watching that game with Ryan in my house in DeQuincy. Chaz, you got something to say about yeah, that? Yeah, me and uh, me and Cam Cameron's son, we, uh, we coached together at McNeese, and me and him would talk about what happened. He said him and Les had a falling out in the, that offseason, and they planned on running that same offense. Leslie stepped in. And Les stepped in and shut it down. So I got fired, man. Micromanaged. So Leslie doing what he did the best. By the way, if you're listening to this podcast, you're getting that inside info from Daddy. And Leslie stepped in as he did best and said, 
we're going to change this. We're going to do the offense. It was the same song and dance every year. We were hopeless. Boy, that was dark times to be an LSU fan. Man. And I'm proud to say that's when I cut my teeth. Because from 09 till now, I have I have not missed a snap. I love it. If you're listening to this, you love it too. And we how, we plan around it. That's our thing. We live for the fall. But we cut our teeth in some of the best times and the worst times. And nobody deserved. Shout out one more time. This quote's from Jordy Collada. Nobody deserved 2019 more than us. God, it was some rough. From 2012 to 2019, there were some massive highs and some massive lows and way more lows. So, we kind of went off tangent, but that's cool. That's what I'm here for. I love it. We're going to get back to the Auburn talk. So, returning this year for 2022, Jay. Yeah. Finley's returning. Yeah. They also got Zach Calzada. From Texas A&M. Who beat Alabama. Who beat Alabama. And he was the starting quarterback for all year last year. Yeah. He, 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 he's not bad. Man. A&M last year. I'm sorry. Yeah, for A&M. He's got a, he's got a cannon, man. So, Chaz, right now. Who also beat Auburn. <laughs> who also beat Auburn. Yeah, 20-3. to three. Also, Zach Calzada lost to us, Max Johnson. <laughs> which, which, weird situation. Max is now at A&M. Anyways, besides the point, we'll get on that later. Eskimo brothers. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Chaz, right now, if I put a gun to your head and said, who will start for the Auburn Tigers in football next year at quarterback? Who you got? Zach Calzada, hands down. Not even close. You like Calzada better than Finley? Love him. Jay, you are my recruiting go-to. I am. I follow recruiting. I can tell you the last four or five guys we've recruited and who we've signed, but Jay has always been way more in on it. If I have a question, I usually go to him. Jay, how many stars was – uh? Mr. T.J. Finley, whenever we were recruiting him. Was he like a consensus four-star or was he a three? He was a consensus four-star. So, Calzada, random fact that I don't know, he was only a three-star. Yeah. and But but you can't always go by three or four-star. I never do that. I told my buddy today, shout out Eddie Bodan. Yeah, Honey Badger was a three-star. Justin Jefferson, two-star. Justin Jefferson, two-star. Joe Burrow, coach. He wasn't no four- or five-star kid either. I think he was a three-star. Yeah. So – you don't always go by that. No, I, no, I don't no. go by that. But Calzada, what I was getting at, he he wasn't as highly recruited as T.J. Finley. His ceiling's supposed to be higher. His ceiling's yeah, that's right. Okay. Jay, if you if you had to uh, guess right now, who you got starting? I don't know. I, I I'm gonna say week one, week two. I think Finley starts, but I, I I'm with Chaz that I think that uh, Calzada will end the year starting. You know, just like he did at A and M last year. It's always a weird situation because Brian Harson, hey. He, he went and got Calzada for a reason. Oh right? yeah, yeah. That, and plus, <laughs> like, if, if Harson's on a short leash, he's not gonna go with the guy that's losing in games or, or playing bad. So he's gonna go with the guy that he went and got. You he know, he feels the hot seat. Yeah, it's so oh, crazy yeah. to oh, say yeah. that he's on a hot seat yeah, after and one year. Yeah, year two. Yeah, year it's two. crazy to talk about, but that's college football that we're in now, yeah. guys. It's probably gonna get worse. Not, what have you done for me lately? It's oh my not, god, it's so bad. So y'all both got you got Calzada. Jay says TJ will kind of uh will kind of go and it'll it'll transition to Calzada. I uh I'm gonna say TJ just because I watched the spring game. TJ looked pretty good. I know they brought in Calzada for a reason, and and maybe Jay and Jay is probably right that maybe they'll go to him. Man, but, but I wouldn't be surprised if TJ started all year though. You know, no. Either way, I wouldn't yeah, be surprised. Yeah. We're just taking dumb predictions. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I'm gonna say TJ to start it off. I will uh I I will talk about returning players they got coming back. We've already mentioned Tank Bigsby, which will probably be first or second team All SEC running back. 
And also, their second leading rusher, Mr. Hunter Jacquez, he's coming back too. He was their second leading rusher. Mm-hmm. When I go to wide receiver, Jay Hardy mentioned this, but from the stats I pulled up, they're losing three out of their four top wide receivers from last year, Jay. Yeah, I mean, and they're losing, you know, two of the top four for sure. Okay. Um, but like you said, they're getting running backs back. The, the players they're losing, they're, they're losing 11 starters, five on offense and six on defense. Like, they, they, lose, they lost Bo Nix to transfer. They lost uh, the tight end, wide receiver, left and right tackle, both to graduation. Um, they're losing a big nose tackle who was pretty good last year. They don't have a lot of stats, but he clogged the middle and he was pretty good. They're losing their top two uh, linebackers who led the team in tackles. I love to hear that. Zacoby. Um, McLean and Chandler Wooden, uh, who also, I guess that Georgia State team, he's the reason they call uh, they block the punt against them okay. to, to go ahead or to tie the game. Love it. Um, they're losing their um, three DBs, which uh, at Smoke Monday, okay. he's gone. And they're losing their other two uh, safety and a cornerback who led the team in interceptions. So they're losing a lot. Man, of, the Auburn has lost some shit, they, guys. They're losing a lot of productivity. Y'all are opening my eyes a little bit. Oh, right yeah, here. they're losing a lot of productivity, man. I'm telling you. That's man, gonna man. that's gonna trend towards my not, pick later at the end. Not of the even that. Not even that, Rob. They lost 21 players to the transfer portal. <sighs> 21 players. You know that some of that was stemming from Brian Harson. Yeah, the yeah. The, 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 the noise, the bullshit of yeah. I, he may not be here. Hey, you know what those other coaches are doing in the offseason? They are prowling. Oh, yeah. It's a different game coach oh, than it was 10 years did, ago. Yeah, they did that to LSU. You know, oh, my God, before, yes. Uh, and, and LSU lost 17 to the transfer portal. And I understand that. But LSU also gained 15, which Auburn only gained eight. And when I think of the transfer portal, I don't think of none of our – I don't think of Ali Gay. I don't think of B.J. Ojolari. I don't think of – No, 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 no. I don't think of none of our – I don't think of Kayshawn Butte. I don't think of John Emery. I don't think of any of our future superstars doing that. But, Jay, they did manage to take a quarter, uh, a wide receiver from us who I was really high on uh, coming out of high school. And they took a, a cornerback, Elias Ricks. Oh, yeah. Eli, oh, yeah. They did get uh, – Alabama did get Elias Ricks. Uh, and Dwight McLaughlin went to uh, Arkansas. But we're replacing. Man, I kind of like Dwight. I know too. Man, I like but, Dwight. But they replaced him with better talent, I believe. I don't seven, know about seven Banks is supposed to banks, be that guy. He's supposed to be that guy. Seven Banks supposed to be that guy. The uh, the kid from the we from took Arkansas. a safety from Arkansas. Yeah, yeah we took two set, two uh, DBs from Arkansas. We took uh, Joe Fusha and uh, Greg Brooks, safety and a cornerback. And then they took uh, that Jarek uh, Bernard from Evangel, who was a three year starter at uh, Oklahoma State. Love it. Correct. So, so we're getting a lot of no, the kid. Experience. Yeah. He was their number one DB at Oklahoma State. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He was first team all Big Twelve, by the way. All three years, first team all Big Twelve. So what you're saying is year. the transfer portal didn't hurt us like it did Auburn. No, no, that's what I'm trying to say. That LSU actually gained talent from the transfer portal in Auburn. You know, when you lose 21 and only gain eight, that's I mean that's a big that's a big drop off, man. Jay, I got this nugget. I haven't brought anything to you about. Okay. Pull up the 2022 Auburn schedule. And this is a uh, this is something I I kind of was thinking about. Whenever I'm looking at Auburn's schedule, I love I got the fucking chill bumps right now, Coach Brian Kelly's first game at Auburn. I love where we're at in the schedule for them. So what you look think, at this? What you think it's going to be? Uh, two, no, two thirty game or a night game? Oh, CBS is going to. Nope, it's a night game. It might be two thirty. It might be a two thirty game, but. 
You got bullshit, bullshit. You got Mercer, San Jose State. But after that, their full attention will be on Penn State. After that, their full attention will be on a SC, their first SEC opponent, Missouri. After that, you have LSU coming to your house. You know what you can't overlook? You got Georgia next week. You Georgia got Ole Miss after Ole Miss that. is going to be good, too. Uh, and after that's Arkansas. We have them in a great spot on their schedule. Yeah, they, they, they run through four four games back to back to back. That is uh, – That's rough. And yeah. we're in the middle of it. You could catch them sleeping. And, and, then, and, and, then, and then you would say their break would be um, – at Mississippi State, but it ain't gonna be ain't much no of a break. break. No, 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 not not with the pirate there. And on our schedule, Jay, who do we have before Auburn? Before Auburn, we got New Mexico. We got a tune-up. Game. So I love where we're at, Chaz. You're a coach. Does that benefit? No, hundred percent. I'm no just doubt. a dumb fan. So I basically, we're getting ready two weeks ahead. We're just gonna run our base shit against New Mexico State. You don't have to reveal a ton. Yeah. You're not going to reveal more than anything. Stay healthy. Hopefully get your second string guys in there. Maybe in the second quarter get if we can experience. score. God, Auburn's, Auburn's, they got that rough middle of that, yeah, that they, late September, all through October, November. That's tough, dude. They, they, Brian Kelly don't remember, but Ojulari, Ali Gay, they remember. They fucking remember, and I'm here for that. I, I'm not going to say I'm going to feel sorry for TJ Finley, but they're going to get after him. I'm, oh, I'm fired up. Matt House is going. He's going to bring the house. <laughs> bring the house. Look, TJ Finley, you're a boot boy, but hey, no, no, if no. you're not a tiger, you tiger bait. Yeah. Fuck you. We're going after you. Yeah. You know. Same thing with Travis Atien when he went to Clemson. Okay. Yeah, I rooted for him when he rushed against Wake Forest and stuff. But when he played LSU in the championship 2019, no man, I was hoping Queen and Phillips. Would take his head off, Cap. I love it. So they did. We were talking transfer portal or, or earlier. Mm-hmm. They did get a wide receiver from us in the transfer portal yeah. that I really liked out of high school, but he kind of didn't show me anything at LSU. No, I think he just kind of. Jay, who is it? Coy Moore from okay. uh, Archbishop Rummel, which is the same school that uh, Chase went to. Correct. And coming out of high school, like Rob said, he was pretty, really highly recruited, and you know everybody was high hopes on him, and he, he showed flashes at LSU, but I really think that he – this is just my personal opinion, which don't mean a whole lot, but I think he gained a lot of weight. Not not bad weight. He just put on a lot of muscle, and he, he couldn't – he wasn't as fast as he was. It didn't, dude. His twitch, like no, he did man, not look no, fast. No, he, it looked like he could never get away from anybody. real, you know, like robotic kind of running, real, real stiff. Correct. Man. Auburn. I mean, he, wasn't as, he wasn't as fast as our boy Brent Carlin, you know what I'm saying? Not as fast as BC. No, no. Shout out BC. Hey, BC will lock you up, Coy Moore. You don't want to meet him at Tornado Field. <laughs> What's the name of Tor- the Sulphur's Field? Tornado Alley, baby. Tornado. You Tornado don't want to meet him. Tornado Alley, where dreams come to die. So they got Coy Moore. One little nugget I have. They took Austin Osbury from us in recruiting. Jay, you know who Austin Osbury's dad is? Yeah, he's like director of um, – No, he is assistant athletic director. Yeah, assistant athletic director. Behind Scott Woodward, mm-hmm. Verge Osbury, who played at LSU, yep. he has uh, – he is assistant athletic director at LSU. Like, whenever they went and picked up Brian Kelly on the airplane coach, it was Verge Osbury. It was our president of LSU, and it was Scott Woodward. Like, yeah. Verge is a big deal at LSU, and his son, who also, he has another son coming in this next recruiting class who's an actual five-star. He's a linebacker. So, the cornerback, Austin he could have some LSU fatigue. I think that's a real thing. I mean, he, you're raised around LSU. He went to University Lab. 
all you know is LSU, LSU, LSU. His dad is a big deal at LSU. His dad went to LSU. It could have been some LSU fatigue. And I, I think that's what happened with Dylan Moses, too. Yeah, serious fatigue. Yeah. You want to go see something else? Yeah. But yeah. not Alabama. You can't go. I ain't mad at him going to Auburn, but not Alabama. You can't go there. Fuck Dylan Moses. <laughs> All right. So, the Auburn Tigers went 6-7 and seven last year, 3-5 and five in the SEC. What we do have, now that I think about it, I think we got a couple more nuggets on uh, the the captain of the ship over there at Auburn, Mr. Brian Harson. Daddy, you got any? You got anything on Brian Harson? Yeah, from what I hear, I got an insider over there at Auburn actually. And oh, uh, hey, hold on, real quick. I'm rich, bitch. Daddy got them money nuggets. Daddy, give us an, a money nugget. I've been told he doesn't know what he's doing. Oof. Which is, of course, not good if you're the damn head coach at an SEC school. Oh, we know all about that. He's a gimmick guy, big ego guy, really just cares about his image. Okay. Big image guy. Um, Harson was the OC at Texas back in the day, and he runs all this bullshit motion. Do you know that, who was the head coach when he was there? Was it Mac or was it uh, Jay's boy? <laughs> I don't know who the head coach was back then. Anyways, he was OC at Texas. Yep, and then they ran him out of town. I think after two years, he kept running all those motions and stuff, and it didn't work at Texas, and it damn surely is not going to work in the SEC. It's just eye candy. That's all That's all that stuff is. And last year, when uh, Mike Bobo was there, he was the OC, and um, Harson micromanaged him and wouldn't give, the, give him the keys to the car. And... I think I believe that's what's going to happen again this year. He's going to micromanage the offensive coordinator, and they're not going to have a good year on the offensive side of the ball. So you think that they're going to struggle again? I, I do believe that. So Jay, when was uh, Harson at Texas? Eleven and twelve. Eleven and twelve. God, it seems like a lifetime ago. That had to be Mac. They went to the they went to the Natty in '09. It was definitely Mac Brown because they lost the Natty in '09. They didn't bring – I don't think they brought your boy in until like 2013 or 2014. So, in, in that year, I would almost bet it was uh, Mac Brown was their coach. And so, I had no idea who was the OC there. Yep. One thing I do remember is uh, – I remember the COVID stuff with him. Yeah, Mac was going yeah, 13. He was, so, he, he went there for Mac. Mac got, Mac got rid of him. God, Mac had a good record in Texas. <laughs> yeah. No, here, hey, Rob, here, here's the thing. Go ahead. Can Brian Harson rally the troops and get them back together on the same page from all that offseason shit with the coaches and all that? And are his coaches still on the same page that he kept? That's a big question. Could You could lose a team after what happened in the offseason, right? 100%. Not. God, I hope he lost the team. So, <laughs> look, this isn't nothing about Auburn. Jay was the biggest Charlie Strong fan when he was at Texas. Yeah. <laughs> Mac Brown's record no, at Texas, we're just looking up, I thought was that was. 158 and 48. Yeah. Charlie Strong, they, which they got rid of Mac Brown and brought in Charlie Strong. He went 16 and 21. In three years. Yikes. They brought in Tom Herman, which no one, I will take full and complete ownership. No one on the planet was a bigger Tom Herman guy than me, ever. And Thirty-two and eighteen. It's not terrible. I think you jumped off the the bandwagon whenever Herman started kissing the players on the mouth. When you oh, out. well, no, I like to kiss people, oh, but no. But I jumped okay. off the bandwagon when we watched Joe Burrow slay his ass <laughs> in uh, in Austin, which that was great, by the way. 
And then Steve Sarkeesian, he's five and seven last year. I did not know Texas went five and yeah, seven last got, year. Yeah, got drunk. Got drunk at uh athletic conferences and stuff. Oh at, yeah, at he was. A, he's a straight up alcoholic. I love it. Yeah. All right. So we brought you through Auburn. Great episode. I love it. I like uh, we're fifty two minutes in. I love it. We gave you the juice. Daddy gave you the inside info. Jay brought you the stats. And the passion. We're getting to our pick. We have brought you all of the juice. And right before we get to our final pick for week five, LSU versus Auburn at Auburn, Jay wants to give you how hot and in fuego Brian Harson is on that recruiting trail. Jay, give us a recruiting update for Auburn. No, not Auburn. Uh, I want to get one on Brian Kelly. My apologies for That's BK takeover. BK takeover, man. I just wanted to, man. All a lot of probably seventy five percent LSU fans was all, you know, in uproar. Ryan Kelly, what is he doing when we lost two of the best recruits out of Louisiana that Louisiana's had in a long time, Arch Manning and uh, Williams at cornerback. I never banked on Arch, but I was hoping. Oh yeah, for, I, I was knew, hoping I, for Williams. I knew Arch wasn't gonna come, and I've I've read some stuff that it's not over with with Williams yet. Love it. Love it. With. Um, but I think it's pretty much over with Arch. But I had somebody text me and ask me if I was worried. I don't remember who it was, but somebody asked me. If it I was, was a slight text. <laughs> and, hey, I have I have went all in on social media to let people know that BK is my coach. Oh, yeah. All I'd, well, all that was was a friendly to someone I trust in recruiting. And what, what, Are you worried a little bit? What was and the reply? It was, no, way too early, right? Like, don't way worry about it right now. Man. You know, I think my reply back was, love it. So, Thank at you. the time – that this guy that we're talking about, and we both know, was worried. LSU was actually ranked number 40. So that'd be three weeks ago. He was ranked number 40. It was the Jordy clip that got me. Oh, I know. I know Jordy. Because you brought it up to you. Yeah. You brought it. Yeah. yeah. So they was ranked number 40 in recruiting overall, which LSU is usually never outside the top 20, okay. uh, even early. And in the last 11 days, LSU has picked up nine recruits. And now they're sitting at number eight recruiting class in the nation with 15 mm. commits. The boys are back. Oh, yeah. So, Brian Kelly. So, not only is he recruiting nationally, he's picked up the best running back in the state from Liberty. And the kid's a bull. Oh, yeah. They said – a lot of people said they remind him of one of Chaz's favorite running backs, uh, LeBron and Tofield. And, uh, and somebody else said they remind him of Kenny uh, Hilliard. Which, we listened to the same shit. I heard that today. Yeah, Kenny Hilliard uh, – that's great. That's a great combo. That's, I was, that, that's really – Me and Jay have been friends a long time. Uh, yeah, in Kenny 2011, Hilliard. Kenny Hilliard was my favorite Kenny team Hilliard, on the 2011 team. You know, in high school, he's on the front cover of Sports Illustrated. Patterson, no, no ceilings. ceilings. Yeah, oh, yeah, I remember that, man. Daddy, so you Kel- got a little nugget on that? A little bit. I think we need to give a lot of credit to Frank Wilson. He knows the state very well and yeah. that he's getting a lot of guys in state. Yeah, and, and, Frank, and Frank said that, too, last year. He said that uh, LSU lost their – their top three running backs in the state with a kid from Lake Charles Prep. Yep. He went to Miami. Uh, Citizen. Citizen. Uh, they lost A-Chan. Yep. And then they lost that uh, – uh, I don't remember the other one. They lost it three of the top running backs all went. A-Chan went to Florida. A-Chan went to Citizen Florida. Citizen went to Miami. Florida's in – the state of Florida's in here putting the nuts to me. Yeah. And Uncle Uncle Frank shut it shut it down. Yeah, he said I was going to get the top – he got the top two running backs in the state. So it's Derek Williams is the other five star uh, from 
from New Iberia, Derek Williams. He's he's a five star. He went to the same high school that uh, Keishawn Butte went to. Nish. Yeah. So they uh they put they pumping out talent down there, and they got one wide receiver. They think he's gonna probably commit um probably the end of this month. His name is uh, Shelton Sampson. He's a five star wide oh receiver. Oh my from, God, Jay from Catholic. So the recruiting class is finna be. Oh jumping. yeah, if, if they if they flip. Williams, and then they they get uh Samson. You talking come. top easy top five? Oh, easy man. But goddamn Jaden, <laughs> that's who he's a hundred percent Notre Dame. Yeah, but that was that's where Kelly come from. So I think he's gonna be able to please him. get him. Yeah, he's gonna Golly. be able to him. Yeah, and then this kid right here is a Lance Heard from a uh, Neville, same place as old big boy tackle. So we're talking, Coach, we're talking this recruiting class could easily finish top five. Oh, easily. I think it will. Let's go, BK. I have I have stated on your hire, go check my Facebook and Twitter. I have went balls deep in saying we have a leader of men. We have a proven winner. We have someone who was tired of bringing, bringing a knife to a gunfight when it was time to play Alabama. The boy, I think BK is going to get the talent. What? Chaz, we're bringing you in here for the first time, and you're more than welcome to do every midweek episode we have, Chaz. I'm so glad you're here. Chaz, what was your initial reaction for Brian Kelly? Great hire. You actually hired a coach, a real coach that's going to come in here, flip the culture. We needed a big culture change, and I think he's doing that. He's on the right track, and you're going to see that coming up this season. Jay, what was the wide receiver from Kentwood? He returned punts for us last year. Trey Palmer. Trey Palmer. So – Story goes, and supposedly the truth is, BK gets there. Trey Palmer's late for a workout. BK says straight up, hey, this ain't the Wild Wild West no more. You be here on time tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Trey Palmer, he was late again the next day. You know what BK did? And the next day he went to workouts. His uh, key card wouldn't work, so he went to see him. And when he went to see him, he said, nah, you might want to enter the transfer portal. That's yeah. just what – that, word on the street. That's is. what the word on the street is, but also that's the truth. I think the same stuff for old uh, your boy too, McLaughlin. I hate it, dude. I like McDwight, but also I'm here for the culture. Change it, fix it. Some people adapted. Keishawn Butte is the best player on our team. He fucking adapted to that culture. Yeah, I think it was kind of a um, a hard lessons learned. It was. BK dr- name dropped him several a bunch times. Of times, man. Yep. Yeah, he, he's got. He, he's got this. He's got to want to yeah. be a part of the team. You no, can't be hurt you and not need him. Like you know, whoever the starting quarterback is going to be, if it's going to be either Miles or Nussmeyer or kid from Ohio, Arizona State, I, I Daniels. Think, yeah, Daniels. But I think the two, either Nussmeyer or Brennan, if they start, you know, Keshawn is going to benefit more if they start because they're more of a pass first. Okay. So, but but Butte, man. He, He's going to be a stud. He is an absolute monster. Yeah, he's going to be a stud. Daddy, do you put Butte as – do you see him as one of the best wide receivers in America? Like, say, top three in America. Oh, 100%. Uh, he's a first-team All-American, right? Preseason, yeah. He is our only All-American we have. Yeah, preseason. So, best player on our team. We love Butte. I'm fucking fired up for the year. We're going to wrap up the podcast with our prediction. You tuned into this episode to listen to the week five breakdown of LSU versus Auburn at Auburn. I was on the fence about this, guys. I'm going to go first. I was on the fence about this. 
Jay with the transfer the transfer portal talk got me fired up about what they lost. The offseason with Harson. Before they play us, they got Penn State and Missouri. I'm going to go ahead and just start off the fucking moment. Get the momentum going. Tigers by 10. I'm going to say 31-21. At Jordan Hare, Tigers win. Daddy, give me a prediction. Week 5. Give you a... 31-14 Tigers. Oh, oh daddy oh. bringing the thunder. Jay Sander, October the 1st. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go a little a little higher uh, with the offense. Like I think they lost a lot of productivity on the defense. So We're going to sell out on tank, right? Yeah. I, I think LSU's going to – they'll be rolling by then. I think they should score. I'm going to go 41 41 you know, 31 or, or something like that. Like, I think 10 points is about right. But it, I could see I could see a 41, 34, something like that. Jay Lowkey, do you hope we beat TJ? Oh. You hope it's TJ no, starting, no, no. right? I mean, you asked me what I think. What I hope is 41 to zero. Correct. I hope it looks like uh, Brandon Harris's first start for Would TJ. you? Oh, my God. Would you enjoy <laughs> it a little bit more if TJ was a quarterback? Oh, if TJ was a quarterback and, and LSU, you know, 07 from um, – Ohio State would pick six him once, you know, Ooh, something like that. Woo. BJ would come off the corner and, and drill him. That, that'd make my day. I do. Next week, we're going to put a note in this. Next week, I want to talk about our starting defense. I want to talk about these cornerbacks coming in, seven, the kid from Oklahoma State. I want to get predictions on who will start on defense next week. Put a note in that, boys. Put a note in that. We'll talk about that next week. You got the predictions here. We're all Team Tigers. We got our purple and gold glasses on. They could lose by 20 to Auburn. We don't give a shit. We're pulling for the Tigers. You heard it here first. Thank you for listening. This is Winner's Win. Trump, Dammy.